Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready to join the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Today is Friday, July the 17th, 2009. This is episode number 29 of Timberwolves Explosion. So just one more, and we have that big 3-0, the 30, the milestone of 30, which is going to be my age in, oh, 12 days from now. So hopefully I can get that 30th episode in right on time. So how perfect did that be? My the, my favorite show, Timberwolves Explosion, my favorite of all the shows I do, number 30 as I turn 30. So that's kind of a cool thought. Um yeah, the intro you just heard, I bet you missed that the last couple episodes. It disappeared. I apparently had moved it over to uh, the uh, the backup disc, the archives for Timberwolves Explosion somehow, when I moved some of the older shows in there to save space on my computer. Moved it to the partitioned uh, disc, disc drive D, basically, if that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, uh, the intro accidentally went with that. So I found it, and it's back. And, uh, yeah, the old NBA jam from Sega CD basically is what it is. So there you go. So there's the explanation for that. Well, today here on episode number 29 of Timberwolves Explosion, we are going to talk about just a ton of off-season news. Uh, In the first segment, we're going to talk some of the uh, NBA off-season news. It'll be a little bit shorter, and then in the second segment, we are going to hit on all the Wolves news, uh, including the Summer League with, uh, yeah, the Summer League watching guys like Johnny Flynn, Wayne Ellington, and Corey Brewer. Those are really the main focus of that. And, uh, of course, the news, some uh, a Q&A with David Kahn. We're going to get into that. And we're also going to talk about uh, David Kahn going, possibly or not possibly, but going to Spain next week to uh, try to negotiate with the Spanish league about that $6.6 million buyout that Ricky Rubio needs to get taken care of in order to ever suit up in the NBA, regardless of what team he plays on. So that's the deal right now. With no further ado, we'll be right back. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. We are back once again on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 29. A reminder for iPod users, do check out Purple Mafia. Did a show just last night. Purple Mafia. Lots and lots of Brett Favre conversation. Do check it out. More than worth it. A big, big show. Lots of uh, lots of downloads for that one. Always. That is a biggie because the Vikings are the number one team in this town. So do check it out. As mentioned... Well, first and foremost, here in segment number two, as we like to call it, <laughs> as I, uh, you know, affectionately like to call it, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA offseason in general, not just the Wolves at this point in time. Um, well, at least, <laughs> at least there's been no deaths in the NBA. 
I mean, it seems like everybody's dying, right? Everybody's dying. You get, of course, Michael Jackson right as the NBA draft was beginning, as I didn't really get into Michael Jackson at all. I'm not going to get into him too much, but a little bit here, real quick. Um, yeah, right as the NBA draft was coming out of break and going to start, you know, to, they're actually going to start the NBA draft, I hit update on uh, the front page of Yahoo.com and it said Michael Jackson dies. And uh, it's just like, wow, just absolutely amazing. Um it's just crazy, how, you know, and then next thing you know, a couple of days later, to kind of take away a little bit of the Michael Jackson uh, euphoria that was just all over this country, it was a bit too much, even though I think what he does or did was nothing short of phenomenal. Michael Jackson, what he did in his career as a uh, performer, I mean, um, the, the songs he did, the dance moves, the moonwalk, I mean, unbelievable, but... Uh, Despite all that, I think the media way overdid it. Uh, there's a lot of more crazy stuff going on in the government right now, and the world government, a possible new world order, which is something that, you know, I do not support. I do not support a one world government. And, um, yeah, stuff like that is getting covered up, basically, with all this, you know, was being covered up, basically, with this Michael Jackson thing, is foreign banks basically uh, take over this country with our Federal Reserve notes. So, yeah, that's a little hint of my political beliefs. I'm not really impressed with how things have been handled for, oh, about 40, 50 years in this country. But, yeah, I'll drop that right there. But that's a little shout-out to some of you out there that may uh, agree with that uh, take. The Federal Reserve needs to go. But, um, okay, I'm sorry. Well, it's really been going on since 1913. But, yeah, enough of that. It's just... I'm sorry, I was digressing because I got into Michael Jackson and how, yeah, it kind of covers up what's really going on in the world. Um, Yeah, the downturn of deaths have been insane. You know, you had Steve McNair die just a few days, you know, about a week later. Ended up being a murder-suicide by his uh, 20-year-old girlfriend. That's why me at age 30 would never date somebody at 20. Because they're too young and they're out of control, quite frankly. I would never date a 20-year-old at age, well, 29, almost 30. McNair was 36 and married. I'm not exactly married or 36 quite yet, but you get the idea. So now, enough of my digressing. I'm sorry. It's just, (laughs) I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah, it's like, at least there's been no deaths in the NBA. Thank God, and let's pray to God that no deaths do happen. All right. There was just, there's just been a lot of stuff going on. Um, <laughs> I caught myself in a mistake last uh, episode, you know, just kind of an annoying one. A lot of you probably knew what I meant, and, I, you know, that uh, <laughs> Gr- uh, Grand Hill, excuse me. Vince Carter was traded to the Orlando Magic, not the Toronto Raptors. It's just for some odd reason that just came out of my mouth, and it came out of my mouth that way at work, too, when I was talking about it. I don't know why, other than Vince Carter used to play there. That's great. You know, he played there like six, seven years ago before he had a pretty successful run on the uh, New Jersey Nets. Uh, Russell, Rusty Bennett of the crossover, huge fan of Vince Carter. And, uh, yep, he's with the Orlando Magic now. Of course, Shaquille O'Neal traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for a bunch of spare parts, basically. You know, Ben Wallace, 
Um, you know, it's all about pretty much getting Shaq's contract out of there and the fact that, you know, he slows the Suns down. The Suns are supposed, or at least were once upon a time, supposed to be a run-and-gun team. They pretty much abandoned that with the hiring of Terry Porter and the, um, you know, the acquisition of Shaquille O'Neal. Both of them are now gone. Much as I love Shaq, it wasn't really the best idea to get Shaq in Phoenix. It just it didn't make much sense. Um, yeah, I mean, Marcus feels the same way about Al Jefferson, how he kind of slows down what the Wolves, what he would like the Wolves to be, and apparently what David Kahn would like the Wolves to be, a run-and-gun team, the run-and-gun Minnesota Timberwolves. No, I won't be changing the uh, podcast to that name, like uh, the run-and-gun Phoenix Suns, hosted by Dave Eng here on thesportstuff.com. Um, it's just, <laughs> speaking of which, I forgot to mention earlier, Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes and TimberwolvesPress.com. I'll get further into that in the next segment. I didn't get that into the, uh, the intro. Usually I do it that way. I guess I'll just do it near the end of the show today. Just to distract it because there's just so much to talk about including my digressing about politics for a short time there. Uh, there's just, yeah, there's been a lot of interesting stuff going on in the NBA. Uh, you had Rashid Wallace heading to the Boston Celtics as the Big Three was able to convince Rashid Wallace to sign with the Boston Celtics. And, um, yeah, the losses of P.J. Brown and James Posey definitely hurt <coughs> the Boston Celtics, excuse me, Last season, of course, with Kevin Garnett being out, that killed them, completely killed them. Even though they took Carolina Magic to seven, it, they just didn't have enough to go all the way. Um, now, if something like that happens, you have Rasheed Wallace, and you, of course, still have Kendrick Perkins. So, you know, that's getting better. Um, they still haven't replaced James Posey officially until maybe, maybe, as right here tonight, breaking news, Marquise Daniels, the Celtics are set to acquire Marquise Daniels, so very interesting. That guy can be a spark plug off the bench, so maybe, just maybe, Marquise Daniels will be a James Posey type, you know, like a guy who can stop people and hit some big shots down the stretch. We'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, all yet to be determined there. Um, <laughs> Antoine Walker was arrested on debt charges, so there there's a former Timberwolf for you, a very short lived stay with the Minnesota Timberwolves, the former Celtic, Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawk. Yeah, the list goes on and on. Dallas Mavericks, yeah, just <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies for a short time now. He's not really in the league anymore because he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. I mean, I used to really like him when he was on the Celtics long ago, but, yeah, that's a long time ago. The Thunder have released veteran Earl Watson, so very interesting. The Timberwolves were once upon a time interested in Earl Watson, his services. I didn't really see why, and apparently the Thunder agree. Uh, you know, not not that much. The, Earl Watson doesn't really do all that much. I'm sure he'll land with somebody's roster at some point in time. <sighs> it just goes on and on. Zach Randolph traded to the Grizzlies for Quentin Richardson. Now, on paper, in terms of talent of the two players, Zach Randolph is, of course, way better. Quinton Richardson is kind of a sad, pathetic story. But salary cap-wise, the Grizzlies are getting manhandled in this trade. Absolutely destroyed. Um, they must really like Zach Randolph. And uh, Q, the punk, as Kevin Garnett called him, a 
gangster from Chicago, and yes, he did. That's not me saying that. Kevin Garnett said this about Quentin Richardson when the Wolves and Clippers played, oh, circa six, seven, eight years ago. He called Quentin Richardson a gangster from Chicago because Quentin Richardson is a punk. You know, he, he really is. Uh, he's going back to the Clippers. Oh, goody. Oh, goody. I'm sure he'll be there for a short time just to relieve uh, some cap issues that virtually every team has in the league other than no <laughs> nobody at this point in time, really. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be free next year. Yeah, Richard Jefferson is going to the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. Richard Jefferson is now going to the Spurs. Oh, goody. It just continues. The, the rich get richer. Oh, and, how, and speaking of the rich getting richer, uh, the L.A. Lakers, of course, acquiring Antonio McDice. They lose Trevor Ariza, but then acquire Antonio McDice. Lamar Odom is still floating out there, and a very strong possibility, especially via Dwayne Wade, you know, begging him to come. Lamar Odom may possibly be returning to the Miami Heat. And, uh, yeah, that would be something that I'd like to see, actually, to be honest with you. Lamar Odom had his best season in Miami. And, um, yeah, he was part of the Shaquille O'Neal trade, as we all know. Hasn't really been the same player since he was back in L.A. You know, from the Clippers to the Heat to the Lakers. Um, Yeah, last year he had a very nice playoffs, though. He really saved his reputation as he was lazy the previous year when the Celtics pretty much kicked his butt. Yeah, Lamar Odom on the Miami Heat would be a, a nice move for both sides there, for my, for Odom and for the Miami Heat. I think that would be a good career move for both teams there. One other acquisition for the Spurs, Antonio McDyess, as I continue to digress and bounce around a little bit. I mean, hey, it's the off season. There's about a billion moves, and uh, I'm not going to get all the way into all of them. Antonio McDyess is now leaving the Detroit Pistons. He was there for quite a while. Never got a ring, did Antonio McDyess. He got there right after Detroit got their ring. Um, now he's going to the Spurs. So Spurs are going to be a very interesting uh, team next season. Dewan Blair. Now, remember Dewan, excuse me, Dewan Blair was a second-round pick, a guy who could easily have gone in the first round. A very tough, tough power forward from Pitt. Just another player who I said is going to be a thorn in our side for years to come. You, you just know it's going to happen. He got signed for $2.7 million. How many second-round picks get signed for $2.7 million? Am I, am I missing something here? Or, hmm, that's just, that, that's high. That's pretty high. Um, one other thing, though, Antonio McDice hasn't really been productive for quite a while. And he's... 34, so yet the Spurs are giving him almost $6 million a year. Hmm. That's another question mark I have a little bit there, but whatever. That's McDice. Actually, well, he wasn't horrible. He was about 9, 9.6 points, 9.8 rebounds, but still, I don't know. It's just another nice veteran. So we'll see how that goes, to be honest. The Richard Jefferson acquisition, that could really be a biggie. I mean, he, he could be kind of like a poor man's Sean Elliott for the San Antonio Spurs. It's just older, slightly older school fans remember Sean Elliott very well. He was a nice, sharp-shooting small forward for the Spurs in the David Robinson era. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Trying to look for other things that I might be forgetting here. 
other than, uh, well, <laughs> excuse me, I am just having trouble here. The Bulls resigned Lindsey Hunter. That's something I had to bring up because Lindsey Hunter's ancient, man. Lindsey Hunter played a long, long, long time ago. The Bulls are going to keep him. So that's quite interesting right there. From my point of view, Carlos Boozer expecting to be traded, possibly to the Chicago Bulls. That is getting very interesting. Um, oh, yeah, Jamal Crawford also heading to, actually, I mentioned this the last show, but, yeah, headed to the Atlanta Hawks for AC Law and another spare part that's escaping me right now. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> I already mentioned that, though. Allen Iverson all over the place. Hey, uh, he could deliver another Clipper mess, as one of the Yahoo Sports headlines says. Yeah, I mean, he. there was talk about him going to teams such as Memphis or the Clippers. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Has it come to that for Allen Iverson? It's, it's literally only about money now. And, uh, yeah, these teams want him only to sell tickets, too. That's all it is. It's not about winning. It's about selling tickets and for Iverson just to take the money and to start. And so he can play rather than uh, become a sixth man at this point in his career. Hmm. He's turning into, I swear to God, he's turning into a Steve Francis. God rest the soul of his career, by the way. Steve Francis, yeah, his career is dead. Long been dead. Josh Childress is returning to Greece. Josh Childress is not coming back to the NBA. He is returning to Greece. So he, yeah. There you go. He is not coming back. Very interesting indeed there. So uh, at this point in time, that's pretty much the main idea of the uh, the NBA offseason. It's just it's been extremely active and it's not even, you know, like and next year's supposed to be the big one, but yeah, you know, this has been a pretty active offseason, folks. This has been very very interesting. Uh, Gortat is staying in Orlando. That's another thing. He's been matched. Oh, yeah, and the one other major deal going out there, Millsap. Paul Millsap was uh, signed to an offer sheet by the Portland Trailblazers, and uh, the Utah Jazz eventually did match the offer there. Portland Trailblazers have been all over the map trying to acquire major pieces, and they've pretty much been stopped at every turn at this point in time. So that's just how it goes. Portland is trying to take that next step forward. I think they have enough players, enough big pieces on their roster, but we'll just see how that goes. We'll just see how that goes with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, so now I'm going to conclude the NBA offseason, and we're going to get into the Wolves offseason right after this. Here on the SportsStuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 29, a reminder for iPod users. Do check out Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Hockey Podcast. Expect a new show in the next few days, the next week or so. I'm going to get uh, Neil Thiesing, Neil Nate Dog Thiesing on board again for the next show, or it's going to be a, lots of off-season talk for the Minnesota Wild. 
So the Wolves and Wild pretty much parallel in my book, my uh, my media book. All right, so really quick before I get into the Wolves offseason, I need to get these uh, need to get this out of the way. Very, very important. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. Because I always thank you for downloading and listening to this show. Um, we do have a message boards on the sportsstuff.com. We really strongly encourage you to sign up to the message boards where you can discuss anything, anything pretty much sports and politics or pretty much anything. Video games, lots and lots and lots of variety on there. Lots and lots of cool people to meet. Like the, you know, as we call them, the Australian Mafia. These guys love their basketball. Rusty, P-Mac, Red Sten, Dave Ang. There, there's so many more. And uh, uh, how can I forget uh, Clippers UK, Gavin from from uh, London of the UK. That guy is a great guy. And, uh, man, I miss his show, by the way, the LA Clippers. That's about to be a pretty entertaining team, too, Gavin. you got to come back, buddy. If you're listening, please come back. Bring your show back. We, we miss you, man. But, uh, yeah. Some really cool guys in there do get on those message bars and talk some NBA basketball. It is 100% free and 100% fun. And one last quick thing, TimberwolvesPress.com. TimberwolvesPress.com, your one-stop source for everything Timberwolves basketball. Alec L. Shimke is a great guy as well, absolutely great guy. Um, He is the webmaster for Timberwolves Press. Dot com, the creator of that website, and he was nice enough to allow me to host my show on his website as well. Um, just an awesome website. Of course, they break news on a regular basis. I'll be doing some posting on there very soon, according to Alex, so there's a little bit of breaking news for you, as apparently I'll be uh, uh, be a little bit more, more of a columnist on that website here in the, in the coming uh, weeks months and years hopefully so uh yeah this is a very exciting time for me the minnesota timberwolves are my team folks my team and i hope they're your team as well do check out timberwolvespress.com and enjoy all right let's get on with the wolves i'm sorry i'm sorry no no i mean that stuff hey you gotta check that stuff out folks i'm not sorry so um First and foremost, before we get into the actual news, we are now going to do a little, just a quick, quick, brief review of some of these summer summer league games. Um, I didn't, of course, get to see them, but we're just going to talk about how things are going here for Johnny Flynn, Wayne Ellington, and Corey Brewer as I'm monitoring them as best I can. Uh, Corey Brewer finally playing his first basketball game, professional basketball game of some kind in quite a while, since last November, late now, last November, the Timberwolves Summer League roster. I'm not going to call, even call them the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves Summer League ro- team versus the Rockets Summer League team. The Rockets team wins 79-65. to 65. Pretty much wiped us out. Doesn't really matter, though. It's not about wins and losses. It's about performance, uh, you know, what you can see out of these players. Johnny Flynn just showing how aggressive he is. Uh, unfortunately, he had got seven turnovers in his pro debut, but gets seven assists as well. So that to me, that just shows he's aggressive and he takes chances. Three of ten from the floor, made two of three field goals, three of four free throws as well. Corey Brewer, by the way, made all six of his free throws, had 14 points, five rebounds, and uh, one assist. It was four of 11 overall from the floor. Not horrible, not horrible. 
His playing time will be fairly limited in this summer league. Um, I'm sure they're still a little bit paranoid about how things are going to go for him. Uh, Petrov, actually not bad. Petrov is one of those guys. He's kind of the wild card Euro that we got in the uh, that Randy Foy, Mike Miller fifth round pick trade. Yeah, Petrov. He's uh, you know he's kind of he's putting up some solid numbers. Eight point five rebound performance in this game. Three of eight from the floor overall. And he made two th- or two of three from three-point land. The Wolves shot 47% from three-point land in this game. Very cool. Very cool. Unfortunately, no threes were made by Wayne Ellington. So kind of a tough start for Wayne Ellington and Johnny Flynn. They were probably a little bit of a, you know, they ran into a, some, some tougher competition than they probably expected early on. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Two of 12 from the floor from Wayne Ellington. Four points, but he did get eight rebounds, including two offensive rebounds, so very cool on that front. Not bad. Wayne Ellington in 24 minutes. Johnny Flynn played about 29 minutes, so now we're going to slowly edge into the next game here. That first one was on the 12th of July, now we're going to go to the 13th. Timberwolves, oh, this just this is kind of painful to look at, but they lost to the NBA D-League Select. Hmm, 96-91. The Timberwolves Summer League team lost to the NBA D-League Select. Hmm. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Petrov, another very good game, so I'm just going to get to him really quick first. A double-double for Petrov, and he made 3 of 4 from 3-point range. Okay, you know, this guy could be kind of a nifty little wild-card player for the Wolves. He started at center in this game, got one block, 15-10, and three of four from three-point range, as mentioned. Wayne Ellington, coming out party for Wayne Ellington. Eight of 14 from the floor, four of seven from three-point range, 22 points for Wayne Ellington. That is cool, man. That is really cool. Hopefully this guy could be like a Ray Allen, like a poor man's Ray Allen for the Wolves in the years to come. Johnny Flynn, baby, Johnny Flynn. Just love Johnny Flynn. Four of nine from the floor, 14. 15 assists, 12 points, 6 turnovers. So the turnovers, he's kind of looking a little bit like Russell Westbrook did in the summer league last year. You know, the numbers, the potential is all there. Just a little bit, you know, a little bit rough around the edges coming out of the gate. But that's fine. I mean, that's cool, man. 14 assists. If, if you're able to rack up 14 assists, 6 turnovers is going to happen once in a while. You know, I'll, I'll live with it. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad by Johnny Flynn. I will take it. The Wolves then played their third third day in a row, July 14th, as that's pretty much how the Summer League rolls. Or actually, no, they didn't. Now we got to forward up to today. Excuse me. This gets kind of confusing how this goes at times. The Wolves' Summer League schedule is kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of tough to keep up with. Uh, so, yes, we go to today. The Timberwolves finally win a game. This one was against the Washington Wizards, summer league team. The Timberwolves summer league team defeats the Wizards 89-82. to Petrov, another good game for Petrov. To Ishe shooting, he's starting, to, he's starting to get a little bit done. He's starting to get a little bit uh, trigger, uh, a little trigger figure here. What the hell is this? Two of eight. You know, I, I will remind you, Petrov, you are a power forward, power forward center. Why are you shooting eight three-pointers? What the hell, man? 
So he's starting to turn into Antoine Walker here. No, just launching threes like he just doesn't care anymore. No, I mean, okay. Especially when you're not making them. That's kind of frustrating and annoying. Like, that's what used to drive me nuts about Rashad McCants. But, yeah, it's a summer league. I just thought I'd bring that up for the hell of it and kind of have it be a little wacky there. 12 points, 8 rebounds. So what's good about Petrov when I said he looked a little bit like kind of a soft player, hey, he's rebounding the basketball. That's that's cool. That is good stuff. 5 of 11 overall from the floor. Wayne Ellington, again, fairly uh, pretty strong performance here. 19 points, 6 of 14 from the floor, 4 of 9 from 3 points, folks. 4 of 9. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Go get him, Wayne Ellington. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm impressed by this guy. He was on the the Henry Lake show on KFA, and I'm going to bring that guy's name up every now and then. Henry Lake is a very intelligent basketball guy out there, folks. He was one of the early people that said, hey, Danny Granger is going to be a star in this league. And Wolves passed at him, took Rashad McCants. This was 2005, of course. Took Rashad McCants. Granger went 17th, and uh, Granger is slightly better than McCants. In fact, he's one of the steals of that draft, big time, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, again, I'm digressing. I'm digressing. Uh, New World Order. No, sorry, Alex Jones there. Um, Johnny Flynn did not even start in this game, but he played way more than Bobby Brown, who did start. Brown erratic, again, two of eight from the floor, but both of them were three-pointers. Six points, three assists for Bobby Brown in about 17 minutes. Flynn played 29 plus, 7 of 11, baby, 7 of 11. So the shooting is starting to come around for Johnny Flynn. He got three turnovers, five assists, 21 points, three rebounds, not too bad, and I made all seven free throws. Man, I'm telling you, man, this Johnny Flynn guy is going to be something. Woo! I am so excited. Gerald Gerald Henderson, by the way, who was a uh, New Jersey net, was uh, is on the Wolves roster because the Nets are not participating in the Summer League, but they wanted Henderson to, to play. Corey Brewer did not play in this game. Not sure what the deal is at that, if there's some type of, you know, if they're just being precautionary or if something's kind of amiss with him. Hopefully nothing going on with that knee, that ACL. I doubt it, but they, I'm guessing they're just being a little careful, don't want to overuse him. Corey Brewer did not play. So that is the deal with the Summer League. So now we can slide on into the news. Oh, boy. Well, what do we do about the coaching carousel with the Wolves now? I mean, there's just so many things going on. So we're going to slide quickly into a really kind of a cool little Q&A that uh, David Kahn had with Bob Sansevier of the Pioneer Planet, no, Pioneer Press, uh, asked about how's the coach search coming. David Kahn just simply says it's coming. He's had two final interviews. He's not going to tell you who they are because he didn't want to tell anybody. Um, mentions also that he had 12 or 13, that there are going to be 12 or 13 candidates in the first round as he's planning on moving into the second round here by about Wednesday-ish. Not, well, yeah, or by, by next week, excuse me. Um, this is very interesting. Not sure how many are going to go into the second round. Sansevier asks if it's three or four, and David Kahn says, not sure. So it's obviously going to be a lot of cuts, and uh, Kahn saying, oh, they're all 
qualified and any of them could be a head coach. And yeah, you you know, of course he's going to say that. Who knows though? Who knows? ZSPN, of course, mentioning the guys that he's been in, that, uh, Timberwolves David Kahn has been interested in is uh, Kurt Rambis, former Elliott Laker and the current uh, current assistant on the Lakers roster. Houston assistant Elston Turner, who was interviewed this week for about four hours, I will mention. Terry Slots is a guy who's been mentioned. Um, TV analyst and a guy I like a lot. Mark Jackson has also been mentioned. Um, David Kahn mentioning... Uh, when asked by Bob Sansevier if he's trying to avoid the coaching retreads, like say, uh, why am I getting escaped here? The czar, you know, guys like Mike Frattano or guys like Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, no, he's just, David Kahn is saying he's not really going to go either way with that and that, of course, ESPN isn't always accurate. And Yeah, everybody says ESPN isn't always accurate. Nobody's always accurate. You're not always accurate. That's, you know, David Gunn, I'm sure. So let's pray to God you're more accurate than inaccurate, huh? <laughs> wink, wink. Um, doesn't want to talk about bringing back the assistants or not bringing back the assistants. Guys like Jerry Sheesting, who I personally would like to say see remain on this roster, or coaching staff, excuse me, Jerry Sheesting. I, 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 just, I just like the guy. I think he's a good coach. Love to see him stick around. Um, they asked now, or Bob Sansevier asked David Kahn who who he was most impressed with of all the Wolves summer in the summer camp. Johnny Flynn. Oh, yeah. And I, I'll say the same thing. Wayne Ellington has been really good as well. This is going to be a lot of fun. Saying, oh, Johnny Flynn. Now, here's the comment right here. How impressive has Johnny Flynn been? Asked Bob Sansevier. David Kahn. Comment. He's going to be great. I'm telling you, he's going to be great. There's so much more to him. There are intangibles. He's a leader, a very special kid. Sansevier now asks, is Flynn better than you expected when you drafted him? David Kahn responds, I think he's what we expected. We're very high on him. I think he's meeting our expectations, and I've heard from other teams that they were very high on him. One team had him number three in on their entire draft board. I know that if Tyreek Evans had not been there at the fourth overall pick for the Sacramento Kings, they would have taken Flynn at four. They've told me that. And, well, I've seen a few mock drafts where things, I saw a few mock drafts at the time, possibility of that happening, like Tyreek going number four, two, the, excuse me, excuse me, Tyreek going number two to the Memphis Grizzlies, and then all kinds of weird stuff going on after that, possibly to beat coming to the Wolves, <laughs> or just so many other weird rumors. We'll not even get into that anymore because the post is the post. So mainly overall, he now gets into how Ricky Rubio wants to play into the NBA and uh, how he's not really going to say there's any, he's not even going to get into any odds of if Rubio will play with the Wolves or not. He's not really worried about that at this point in time. He's just going to kind of let that, go as is, as now we're going to turn our attention to the whole Ricky Rubio situation, which uh, it's starting to move in a more positive direction now. It is starting to move in a more positive direction. Real quick, just got to say this ultra fast, as I forgot to mention, Jeff Bizdelik, or Bizdelik, excuse me, Jeff Bizdelik is uh, part of Colorado. Colorado, yep, 
coach Jeff Bizdick is one of the, uh, I can't say his name, and I'm going to stop. Coach B, all right? Coach Jeff B <laughs> had a casual conversation with the Minnesota Timberwolves about their head coaching vacancy, so that might have been one of the two guys. So there, that's out of the way. Don't know enough about him to really uh, make an opinion on that. Well, as I was trying to say now, Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio could be warming to play for the Timberwolves. As, uh, yeah, warming at the idea of playing with the Wolves. Um, this courtesy of Roto-Wire, and I'm sure, you know, very similar articles all over the place. Timberwolves general manager David Kahn will fly to Spain later this week to meet with Rubio and also to meet with DKV Javantet, Rubio's Spanish team in Spain, to try to reduce the $6.6 million buyout on his current contract. So, yeah, David Kahn is going to Spain, but first, before that, the talk is the only thing really keeping Ricky Rubio from coming to the NBA this year is, is the buyout. Not the Timberwolves, just the buyout. And that he is now that he is willing to play for the Minnesota Timberwolves. To me, that I'm very happy to hear that type of news. I'm very happy to hear that type of news that Ricky Rubio isn't going to really be a prima donna here. From from what the indications are, I mean, this is a legit indication. This is ESPN and multiple other sources saying the exact same thing. So finally, we're not hearing ESPN basically trying to. Uh, coax Ricky Rubio into New York. We finally are realizing that, hey, Ricky Rubio is playing, uh, is content with playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that is very good news. Content. I mean, you know, like I told you in the previous episode, episode number 28, he didn't have this kind of this depressed, dejected look on his face like Steve Francis did. I mean, I'll never forget the look on Steve Francis' face when the Memphis Grizzlies took him. I'll never forget it. Memphis, Vancouver Grizzlies, excuse me. It was Vancouver still. Um, he just had a look on his face like he just lost. <laughs> like he just lost the college championship game, you know, or something. Or like he just lost the girl of his dreams or something. I mean, he was just down. He just had his head hanging like, oh, man, you know. And uh, Ricky Rubio had kind of a... He had kind of like a shy yet thrilled smile on his face when the Wolves took it. I mean, he just looked really excited because he wants to be in the NBA. I mean, it's not really about where he plays. It's about playing in the pros. And that's more the impression I got from him on draft night. He just made a kind of a little silly comment about, oh, my mom might not like the cold, but, you know, but I'm okay with it. And that's what he said. And, um, yeah, the cold, cold thing to me is overrated. You're on the road 50% of the time, and there's plenty of other cold cities like New York, which gets way more snow than <laughs> New York gets way more snow than Minnesota. So uh, it's a little bit colder, but yeah, a lot more lakefront issue with the snow over there in NY. Same thing with Boston. You know, it's just that's just the way it goes. The East Coast is a little bit snowier. Um, I'm really happy about the possibility that, that, you know, I finally can have a little bit more optimism about the possibilities of Ricky Rubio being on the Timberwolves, a Rubio reality. So <laughs> that'll be the title of the episode when Rubio does sign with the Wolves, Rubio reality. And uh, I'm, I'm going to love that. Um, of course, the buyout's still a very, very much an issue, but at least Khan is actually going 
to Spain to discuss this buyout. I mean, this could get really interesting. Uh, let's just say I have a very, very good source who, wink, wink, a very good source who believes that, uh, who really does believe that, like a close friend, you could say, he does believe that Ricky Rubio will wind up with the Wolves this year. He believes that the Wolves will, Ricky Rubio will wind up with the Wolves this year. And yeah, there are so many ways to go about getting this uh, buyout done, possibly lowering it a little bit. Uh, endorsements are always a, available. And of course, loans. There was talk about loans a long time ago. And uh, I, I got to think there's going to be something going on in that area at this point in time. It's just a complicated bit that it will eventually come to an end. Will it take one more year? We'll see. That's the other thing going on with, uh, I mean, another thing going on with the Wolves about a player taking another year, Pekovic. Uh, that was also mentioned in the uh, Q&A with David Kahn. Pekovic will be in Europe one more year, and we'll see how things go after that. Basically is what uh, Khan said, how they were pretty much eyeing having him here in 2010. So uh, things are slowly but surely coming together for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Petrov, I'm telling you, you know, who knows? Maybe that Petrov guy will work out too, the guy we got from the Washington uh, Wizards. Could be very interesting. Um, sorry if this show seemed a little bit kind of bouncing around a little bit, but it's it's the off season, folks. It's That's all it is, is bouncing around. All different kinds of stories all over the place. And um, there's only so many I can talk about in, in detail without this being a three-hour-long show. So, <laughs> and I don't want to bore you to death with a three-hour-long show. That's just not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. Maybe someday I'll be live for three hours, but I'd have to split it up into different bits. It'd be mostly, I mean, I'd talk a lot of wolves to guarantee you they're my team, but I'd talk a little bit about other stuff too. <laughs> if I had a three-hour live show someday, which would be pretty cool. So that's pretty much how things are going to stand right now. With the, with the Timberwolves, uh, the NBA offseason, well, there's, it's not over yet. I'm sure we'll be having a show in the next week just because those, there's going to be some other stuff going on, I'm sure. We'll see how it goes. If not, well, I turned 30 on July 29th, folks. I turned 30. So if I'm not back before then, wish me a happy birthday, and uh, you better send the rocking chair and the cane in the mail because I'm no longer going to be in my 20s, folks. Ever again. Ever again. I'm going to be kissing goodbye to my 20s forever. Very, very interesting indeed. It's, of course, the next episode. As I mentioned a thousand times, will be episode number 30, a nice little milestone. So we will get into that when the time comes. Will the Rubio reality occur? Will it occur, folks? We will keep you posted on that. And we'll be seeing you more on that TimberwolvesPress.com, by the way. Is I'll be doing some posting on there soon. There's some nice stuff going on. Alec is getting some cool stuff together with some cool software and other bits going on there. Don't forget to sign up for the SportsStuff.com. 100% free and fun. Do sign up. More than worth it. And um, we're just going to call it a show today. And we will talk to you very soon. Take care.